0: It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley.
1: In the legal profession where 700 uh, signatories to a letter out of, well, Toronto Metropolitan University, Uh, it had academics from TMU as well as Osgoode Hall Law School and uh, many people within the faculties suggesting that uh, they're being hard set upon because they've taken a a pro-Palestinian position, and as a consequence, uh, they're being vilified for that, being accused of anti-Semitism, et cetera, et cetera. You kind of know the drill. Uh, And they've written a letter uh, in response to what they call the pervasive repression of speech and scholarship on Palestinian liberation. They say law students and lawyers are being threatened with academic sanctions and job loss for advocating against Israel's atrocities in Palestine. Well, Joe Neuberger is within the law profession. He's Global News' legal expert and practices with Newberger and Partners Criminal Lawyers. He's joined us on the line to give us his perspective on the matter. Joe, always a pleasure. Good afternoon.
0: John, thank you very much. I brought extra blood pressure medication for this one.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, so is your hair on fire over what the students and the faculty, uh, you know, these law professors and academics from, as I said, Osgoode Hall Law School up in York and TMU and all the rest of that. Their claim is that they're uh, facing some kind of harsh opprobrium because they're just taking a position that's, you know, uh, sympathetic to the Palestinians.
0: Okay, so I need a couple of minutes for this. So if if they were simply saying, you know, uh, that they're in support of the Palestinian struggle for a two state solution for autonomy and independence, for a ceasefire and to address, you know, other perceived issues related to human rights violations. We can stop there. But the lecture that they are giving all of us is that they, and I'm specifically looking at the letter, we reject the notion that it's anti-Semitic, hateful or illegitimate to contextualize the October 7th, 2023 attack. I'm gonna stop there for a moment. I don't know how you contextualize the rape of women and then murdering them, the um, butchering of toddlers and babies, some of which were still alive when they had their hands cut off, or other babies which were beheaded after they were killed and um, other horrific acts, including burning a mother and daughter alive in the house. I need somebody with some degree of sanity to explain to me how you contextualize that type of violence. How are the feminists in these law schools and these groups condoning that it is contextualized to rape women and then murder them and to kill innocent children in front of their parents? It then goes on to say, we reject the notion that it's anti-Semitic hateful or illegitimate to express our support for Palestinians in the, afraid of it, in, in the face of Israeli apartheid and genocide. I'm going to stop there. They have adopted language when it comes to apartheid and colonization from what was claimed against the West and the, and the United States and the UK for colonizing nations. Israel was created in 1948 by the UN. Israel is the homeland of the Jewish people. They have lived there if anybody pays attention to the Bible, or if they have you know their history, they are indigenous to that land and have been there for thousands of years. It's not a colonizing uh, state. It's a real state. I doubt if any of these people would know who is one of the recently appointed judges to the Supreme Court of Israel. It happens to be an Arab-Israeli. Arab-Israelis, there are many of them that exist that are of Muslim faith, other Palestinians who are israelis and they have positions as doctors and as lawyers and there is an arab party in the knesset which is the elected parliament there's 10 members of them and the previous government they were actually part of the coalition so this is the type of garbage that they want to feed in addition they talk about how they're expressing unequivocal support for the palestinians all forms of palestinian resistance that's not hate that is not in their minds anti-semitic which is insane And then they go on to say that Israel is not a country, it's a brand of settler colony. They have further stated and re-emphasized that Hamas really are resistance fighters and and have endorsed the language of from the river to the sea, which is the elimination of Israel. I don't know any other way to take it but being anti-Semitic and hateful to Israel and to the Jewish people.
1: With Joe Neuberger, uh, Global News' legal expert on this letter that was penned by the people who are advocating, they say, uh, Palestinian, a pro-Palestinian position. But you pointed out, uh, obviously, when they talked about uh, contextualizing, I'm kind of flummoxed by that one as well, uh, as you point out, you know, feminists. And there are some amongst the signatories to this letter uh, that they can't reconcile this with their own belief system or values that they've stated previously. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they say that l- lawyers are openly advocating on social media to blacklist law students and lawyers who have voiced support for Palestine. Uh, is that really what's going on or is no. it's something more egregious?
0: Well, it, 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 if, if it was support for the Palestinian people, n- nobody would ever blacklist. That's been going on for a long time there's been this divide in anti-semitism that's been existing for a long time nobody's blacklisted it's particularly this type of letter in this type of language where they're where they're saying we reject the notion that it's anti-semitic hateful or illegitimate to express support for palestinians in the face of ongoing etc and support for any and all forms of palestinian resistance it is the particular support for terroristic acts for the support of Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. This is in fact a crime under the criminal code of Canada to support a terrorist organization. Hamas is designated as a terrorist organization. So it is the direct um, attack at the legitimacy of Israel, the support for the river to the sea, which is the elimination of the Jewish state, and frankly justifying murder of women and children in the most brutal and horrific way. There's no way that a normal sane individual could take this in any other fashion. And therefore I think it's appropriate for other law firms and lawyers to say, we don't think these people are appropriate to either teach our children or to be members of our law firm. I have taken on cases from any walk of life and I have taken on difficult cases where you know, the clients are the vilified or the, the the downtrodden, and we do our best to protect their rights, but we must have judgment and respect for everybody's rights. This denies the right of Israel to exist and frankly denies the right of Jewish people to exist and frankly supports the horrific acts that are going on in our country, including Jews in school being terrorized and that being celebrated and nobody doing anything about it. So I think it's legitimate for those of us who are in the, uh, in the community and the legal community say, sorry, we don't want these people in our business. That's, that's, that's the way and that's our choice. It's a free market.
1: Well, all right. When you use the word legitimate, uh, they go on to say in their letter, uh, this, their support is legitimate charter protected political expression. This speech echoes the United Nations Secretary General, To wit, uh, October 7th, when he called the attack, or said it did not happen in a vacuum, that's the direct quote that they cite, the executive director of Jewish Voice for Peace, uh, the Israeli government has lost any semblance of humanity as they wage a genocide against the people living in Gaza, quote-unquote, and numerous UN General Assembly resolutions affirming the right of the Palestinians to resist their demise. Uh, They say, first of all—
0: all they're doing is aligning themselves with an anti-Israel organization. Guterres, the president of the UN, is an illegitimate buffoon who, frankly, in the first resolution was made, said nothing about the condemnation of Hamas. How you can say this to uh, to the Israeli act and response to this is insane. Um, and frankly, if they want to align themselves with the UN, that's exciting. And they can try and wrap themselves within the charter. That's exciting, too. Yet I, I juxtapose this with an emergency act for trucks honking in Ottawa and bouncy castles, and that's when, our, that's when our lives are at stake. But in fact, when babies are murdered uh, in front of their parents in Israel, that's not an act to be condemned by the UN, and that's not one deserving of retaliation. So they can wrap themselves in the charter, and they can wrap themselves in the anti-Semitic organization called the UN. None of us really give a shit.
1: All right. uh, We'll end on that note. No, (laughs) I appreciate it. You and Justin Trudeau using the same expletive, but uh, we didn't beep yours out. All right. uh, (laughs) Thank you, John. Joe, uh, in response, I understand the passion and uh, the emotion on this matter. We'll let you take your blood pressure pills now, and uh, we'll we'll talk another time. I appreciate your time.
0: Look, thank you for exploring this issue, and and thank you very much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Take
1: care, John. Joseph Newberger with Newberger and Partners Criminal Lawyers global news legal expert host of the podcast not on record listen to the john oakley
0: show live each weekday afternoon from three until six if you live in the toronto area just turn that am dial to 640 and listen anywhere on earth 24 hours a day by going to 640 toronto.com follow on twitter at am 640 oakley you've been listening to a curious cast New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.